Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Uh, we're here with a round 11 review and I'm here with Lockie. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Ready for you know another review. A bit sad this weekend of footy's over, to be fair. Yeah, pretty pretty decent round, actually. There was, a, there was an upset or two in there. And, um, I mean, today's games were pretty pretty good. A bit upsetting for Parramatta. But uh, outside of that, some pretty exciting matches. That's right. We're both a bit upset this round, I think. Yeah, let's get uh, let's get straight into it. I think um, we'll start with the the Cowboys getting a win over the Knights. I think this is pretty predictable. To be fair, on Thursday night, um, yeah, Lockie, run us through it. Yeah, look, um, Cowboys pretty. Uh, Knights looked a bit woeful, um, unfortunately, and without the likes of KP and um, and Mitch Pearce, so lacked a bit of leadership, unfortunately. And the the cows kind of um, took charge. Um, through the likes of Murray Talangi, uh, three tries, 93 fantasy points. Um, he was pretty handy, not overly fantasy relevant, bit of a one-off for him. But look, if you did happen to pick him up for whatever reason, good for you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, some fantasy potential through Val Holmes and Scotty Drinkwater, both of the 51 and 52 respectively. Um, they were both pretty handy on the night. Um <sighs> Yeah, look, just just on that 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 yeah. left edge um, for the for the Cowboys and right edge for the Knights, that were that were lethal down that side. The first ten minutes, the Knights, I don't know what it was, they just weren't tackling. <laughs> they were just letting them run straight through them. Anyway, they couldn't land a tackle, could they? And the, I thought the Cowboys were going to run away with it until a few um, a few simbinnings. I think it was um, it was Lachlan Burr and Lolo. Actually, it was. Yeah, how's uh, that? Then... Burr goes for a second week in a row. Yeah, I feel a bit sorry for them. They've both been a bit rough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one was probably worse, but still a bit rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, a few other disappointments, I guess, um, from here in Jason Tomololo with a 29 in 60 minutes, um, including a Simbin and six missed tackles. So what's that? 12, 17 demerits still gets into a 46 and 10 minutes off the field. Probably would have done a bit of work there. So probably would have got a 55 odd. Um, Still producing, like, brought have been a good score, but you know, 29 from him is not ideal at all. Oh, that, um, look, that's a perfect game from him, though, if he doesn't get those demerits. I don't, I don't know about that. I know you rate him, but I still think he's got this kind of a game in him where he do, does get a sub 30, sub 40 score. Yeah, well, you're not sold on him being a buy. No, not at all. I think he needs to really hit some consistent high 50s, 60s kind of scores before I'll pick him up because it's just, it's. I don't know, just con- considering the first couple of weeks where he played before he got injured and the fact that he didn't get minutes, and even if he is getting more minutes now, he's still not having the same... I guess he is having a bit of an impact in the last couple of weeks, but before then he wasn't really having much of an impact, so need a bit of consistency before I'd go near him. But I know a lot of people um, got on board the, the JT train. I think he's owned by about 9% of people at the moment, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah well, owned by nine point two, he's priced at seven fourteen and about to go down a shitload. So, um, yeah, sure, he's going to be juicy. Or he and suspended for two games uh, unless they fight it and are successful, which I don't think that they will. Um, but you know, comes back has a very high break even, loses money for probably two weeks after he comes back unless he produces a monster score, and then he's probably going to be ripe in mid six hundreds. So surely that's a pickup. Yeah, I think when you're getting closer to the six six hundred six fifty mark, that's probably better as a pickup. And the reason he'll be at that mark is if he actually gets those good scores, right? Otherwise, he'll just keep losing cash. So um, I guess he's yeah one to watch. Um, I guess closer to state of origin kind of period. 
Yeah, but that's where he's going to be pretty big. The Cowboys yeah. play, what, the round... Uh, they play round 17, the round 13 by, so he'll miss, what, round 12, round 14, and then round 15, he'll be back. So I guess you wouldn't be looking to pick him up until about round 17, um, which is that second buy round. Yeah, yeah, which is decent probably buy. perfect timing, actually. Um, but very interesting, uh, Jason Tomlin. I, I still rate rate him he's we know what he can produce and he's getting minutes now so i think that's that's all he needs is just the minutes and let him do his thing because he'll produce those monster scores yeah i think um, um yeah. what the biggest losers here were probably braley and watto from the knights yeah 45 from braley's not ideal um he's not getting the attacking stats to be um producing those 70 those 70 plus scores he was at the start of the year. No running meters. Um, you know, he had a tackle break or two. He missed five tackles, to be fair, as well. So yeah. um, that hurts. Connor Watson lost, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, you know, he's had some attacking stats. So got three tackle breaks, 100 run meters, uh, 25 tackles, no misses, no errors. Um, so, yeah, look, Connor Watson's still a hold, and Jaden Bradley's going to miss season long keeper regardless. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look, what a lot of people sold Watson uh, this week and last week just based on the fact that um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon's coming in and taking his minutes. But the Knights just look better with him on the field. I don't know why people are jumping off him because he's definitely still going to get those minutes because he's actually making an impact when he comes on. Well, I think people need to look at his rig again and you know think twice about <laughs> why they're dropping him because, geez, he makes yeah, that take a look, look at better, yourself, people. both better footy-wise and looks-wise. Just keep him on the field, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, even in that Knights team, like, look at all these fantasy scores. There is no one standing out here. Tyson yeah, Rizal really. with a 41 71 minutes. I think he got Sinbind. Um, pretty sure he copped a Sinbind, and that's why he, he lost a few minutes. I'll have a look at that in a minute. But, you know, who else, who else is there to talk about? Like, actually, no, Rizal didn't get Sinbind. No, he, I don't think he did. He just missed 10 minutes at the end, so he didn't play a full 80. Oh, interesting. I yeah. wonder why they do that. Maybe just a bit of game management or... Well, they'd lost at that point, right? So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. Uh, oh, HIA. Um, got the producer in the year. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Sam. Um, <laughs> nah, look. There's no one else to really talk about for the night. They're all very disappointed. David Clemmer, 40 and 40 minutes. Uh, Daniel Safidi had a a good game for once. Uh, it's been a little bit underwhelming this year. So now everyone else is sort of a bit null when it comes to um, fantasy here. Bradman Best um, out with a hammy late was um, a bit of a hard one. I was looking forward to to him against the Cowboys. I thought he was actually going to produce a, a breakout game, but he'll be back next week and the Knights, who are the Knights playing? The Knights play Manly Dart Disregard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of a hard one there. Anyway, yeah. um, any more talking points from this game? I think it was pretty straightforward. Cowboys kind of ran over the top of the Knights. Um, actually, one more thing I did want to talk about from the Cows. Tom Gilbert, what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, he didn't if exactly any. get a good good score. It wasn't terrible, though. Like, he, he played, what, 45 minutes for a yeah. 38. Um, didn't have any... Uh, he had one missed tackle to his name. Made Like, he basically got a standard score for a, for a front rower. 27 tackles, 100 metres... One tackle bus. That's he didn't have any attacking stats at all. Pretty pretty sub standard really game for front rower. Um, unless he's going to get fifty plus minutes in the front row, probably not a go because he's still he's awkwardly priced at four hundred 
430k, I think he's at. So, um, yeah, unless he's, you know, picks up his attacking game or, you know, gets more minutes, he's probably not a go. He might get more minutes in the future, but it's one to one to watch, really. Yeah, I really like watching Tom Gilbert play. I think he adds you oh, know, a little good. bit more, you yeah. know, something on the front foot for the cows. So I hope that he, I think he can play 50 minutes pretty comfortably and I could see him doing that, maybe taking minutes from well, anyone else really because I like, I like the looks of him, and if he does start and get 50 minutes and produces, you normally he's a pretty good PPM um, scorer, so if he gets 50 minutes, he'll probably start scoring high 40s, low 50s. Um, yeah, look, he was touted. He was touted to get the, the edge spot, I thought, for the Cows at the start of the season, but then he got that, um, I think he broke his broke his leg broke or something leg, like that. Yeah, yeah so, um, but he looks much bigger than an edge. He looks definitely like a front roller, so... Um, it'll be interesting to see how they use him. If he gets an edge spot and gets 80 minutes, maybe take Shane Wright's spot. Um, I honestly I mean, think he plays he lock for the next two weeks and uh, Cohen Hess comes in and plays eight, Ooh. Gilbert to uh, 13, and I think he'll play good minutes there as well. So, and I, I like that, that a lot. Um, Jeez, good in draft if you can get him. Yeah, pick him up off the RFAs. Um, very handy, I think. And he's a Julie as well, so... Um, yeah, very handy player to have. But anyway, that's just my thoughts anyway. I, I don't think he'll be too bad if he can get some minutes. Tom Gilbert's no. the one to watch. Good shout. I picked him up in uh, draft this week, but at the same time, I dropped Shane Wright. So, jokes uh, <laughs> on me, really. <laughs> Didn't do you any good. How did you draft him go, Daniel? Let yeah, us, tell yeah, us. yeah, I lost to you, Lockie. Yeah, you know that. We can't all have Buddy Cleary as our captain, can we? Bang. You know, how many people can say that they scored? Hang on, let me tell you the exact number. 824 in a, yeah. what, 16-man draft? 16-man league. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Bang. Cleary is the Disgusting. King. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, yeah. We'll move on to the Warriors game where they played the Tigers. Actually, very good contest this game. Bloody hell, Walsh is good, eh? Um, uh, yeah, not bad at footy. Yeah, look, I, he's in the same realm as Cleary, really. When I when I think of like exciting players to watch that are gonna always do something when they get the ball, like it, he every time the ball comes to him, you, you're worried as a, an opposing team that he's gonna score a try or get a try assist, make a line break, something. But um, yeah, anyway, take us through the game. Yeah, well, we'll start off with that man, Reese Walsh. Uh, the fact that he's gonna probably start at fullback, I think, um, is. Excellent signs for him as a cash gal. He's going to keep making money, uh, especially if he's going to keep playing the way he is. He seems to have the last touch on the footy. Um, so lots of racking up the try assists, three try assists and a try. He seems to be attacking stats for fun. Four line break assists, a line break, two tackle breaks. Um, he still missed four tackles as well. So um, this could potentially have been a better score for Reese Walsh. But um, look, he's, he's good and... Oh, look, I, I don't know if I can say that he's a pickup if you haven't got him. Um, he'd be priced around 450, 460 probably after this round. Yeah, I, think I think he's so. low 400s. He's probably making I, 50K. I still think he's a buyer, though. Like, if if you're moving Roger out of fullback to fit this guy in your team, um, he's going to be playing, surely. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if Kem Amalo comes back next week, gets goes straight back onto the ring, uh, onto the ring, onto the wing, RTS goes back to fullback, and then Reese Walsh comes back on and plays that forty-minute fullback role. So yeah. I, I don't know whether this is a switch be, purely because Kemamalo was out, or because um, they legit just wanted Roger on the wing and just thought it was great. Walsh in. Like yeah. they would have done it anyway if um, they would have dropped Mont- Montoya or something like that. So I don't know. Uh, interesting next week if Mamala comes back. Um, 
yeah. But we'll we'll come back to this conversation on Tuesday, I think. Um, yeah. But I I still think if I mean if most people have Welsh at this point in time. I think he's owned in thirty percent of teams, so most people have him and are pretty happy to have him. He's been scoring sixties every week, sixty plus every week. Anyway. Yeah, brewing not buying him, but that's fine. Oh, you were the one that didn't pick him up. Yes, I make up for 70% of teams. Yes, a lot of FOMO. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But otherwise, Wade Egan was pretty good as well. Um, Cheeky meat pie as well. So he scored a 69. Nice. Nice. Um, Yeah, very handy when um, a heap of tackles as well. So he was pretty good. Otherwise, Otohu Harris, um, as consistent as ever. Otherwise, it's about the same. Much for muchness for the rest of the the Warriors team. no, Kudini Kareem was back down to a forty odd, um, but yeah, bit bit um, not exciting. A few Simbins here as well. Um, ben Murdoch Masil, I don't know how many teams he's in these days, but he shouldn't be in very many, surely. Um, oh, he's he's in six percent of teams. He's a decent, decently owned actually, but six percent um, too many. <laughs> we were saying that at the start of the season. We were like, don't yeah. go near him. He's going to get like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. But um, he's produced a couple of good scores, but they're in between scores like a seven or a, a mid-teen score. Like, yeah, it's it's up and very up and down for him. So one to probably sell if you still have him because he's not yeah. going to make any more cash. Yeah, I've got nothing nice to say about Ben murdoch so I'm just <laughs> move on to the Actually, Tigers. Yeah, so the Tigers team's interesting because I... I so the last two weeks, Brooks has hit mid-60s scores since Dewey's gone to centre. His kick metres have gone up to about, I think, over 300 kick metres a game. So his base stats are actually improving since Dewey's moved to centre. So he's honestly an interesting one. What do you what do you reckon? Uh, I don't see him as a pickup now. If you started the season with him, he was a good cash cow. Um, he, would have made, he made a bit of cash. Oh, before he lost a bit, but no, his overall price um, price change is 95k at the moment. He's in 2.8% of teams, so he's definitely a point of difference. He's averaging 53. Um, look, it depends on how long term you see Dewey's move to the centres. Um, is I can't see it being a long term move. Dewey is going to have to come back into six, I'd say, and maybe even Mbai goes to centre or anyone else can play centre. I don't, I don't really care. Um, Dewey was killing it, so I, I see it, still think it's a bit silly um, putting a really a gun five eighth in the centres. So yeah, don't I don't think he's a pick up personally, but if you see, you know, even if Dewey comes back in, um, into five eighth and you think well, Luke Brooks is still going to score well, then decent point of difference, I think. Yeah, he's at six thirty k. He's a decent pod if he stays at half and Dewey stays at centre. I'd say because Mbai is not doing a, a ton of kicking. Um, but, um, t- speaking of Mbai, he got a, got a cheeky 37, um, <laughs> pretty good, uh, pretty good score for a center these days. Don't you reckon? No, no, no. You should have started with Averello and yes. Bird and they're scoring 50 plus. So get out of here with your condoning Mbai bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think there was a few people that got on Mbai this week just cause they needed a center. Cause a lot of them are out. So especially for like a, a, a trade down from a, and Momorovsky who eventually ended up playing, this week, but um, yeah, he's he's decently priced for a thirty scoring centre as long as he stays in the halves. That's the thing. If he moves anywhere else, he's a no go. Yeah, yeah. Look, oh, I think a lot of people lost Peachy this week, so yeah, it would have been a, he was an okay. I mean, if he scored thirty seven, like it's not the worst. You can live with that. Uh, good placeholder for Peachy for the week, um, but not definitely not a long term option. One that will hopefully make a little bit of cash for you, then you can upgrade as soon as possible. Um, after, I think Tigers play the first buy round, so definitely one to upgrade after round 13. Yeah, they play round 13, so upgrade um, around then, if not 
round 70 when they don't play. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there anyone else from this team that like Dewey obviously had a had a sub um pass score in the what 20 high 20s 27. Yeah. Um I think the other one is uh ba ba sorry Dane Laurie. A lot of people have Laurie still and he he was on about 20 points until that break at the end there. <laughs> um yeah. but I think that's good signs. I mean the fact that he only needs one break and he's going to hit a a 40 50 score is uh good signs. I think people need to probably hold him for state of origin though. Um, uh, I would be. Um, I think it's silly to start burning trades now. Look, he, their run is they've got the Dragons. or oh, they've got the Panthers rough. Oh, Panthers are around 13, to be fair. So if Not he's going to score, it's a good time to play the Panthers if you're Dane Laurie. Um, look, Tigers have a reasonably... So- oh, Parramatta, that'll be a win there for the Tigs. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. Storm, yeah, then it's in some trouble around 15. But look, I think that Dane Laurie still has some decent scores in him. I wouldn't be worried about... He might lose a bit of cash here. He might make a bit of cash there. Look, I wouldn't be too concerned. I think that um, while you lose all your gun wing or fullbacks during Origin, um, Dane Laurie is definitely a good placeholder um, there. So I, I wouldn't say he's a sell at all. Uh, if you can upgrade him to a, a weapon, then by all means, I, I don't have an issue with that. You know, but I, I wouldn't be selling him just yet. Yeah, like he's made 240k. He did hit his break even this week, so that break even is probably going to drop down to about a, a mid 20s to 30s break even for next week, just based on his price. So, um, if that's something you're worried about, you could give give him one more week before you trade him. But even then, I think a lot of people have you like your Tedesco's, your Pappenhausen's, your Latrells, those kinds of fullbacks, which aren't going to yeah. be playing through Origin. So, um, yeah, you'll need a fullback, and Laurie's the one that you kind of need to keep, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, the other man I did want to talk about is I've been screaming for him to get minutes for, for the whole season. <laughs> Here we go. Really. And the second best rig in the comp, um, Alex Twal. Oh, he finally got some minutes. 72 minutes, 58. Um, basically just a million tackles and a heap of run meters. So that's great. He almost topped the run meters chart, to be fair, um, for the Tigs. Dane Laurie was the only person who got more than him, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah. 188, 188 meters, 37 tackles. Um, was I've, He got taken off at the end there purely because they needed you know, to score a try and unfortunately I was not, not the try scoring <laughs> man, <laughs> but um, yeah, look, if he can get these sorts of minutes, even similar. Um, Mate, if he can get 70 minutes, two weeks in a row. Yeah. Then maybe, but um, until then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's unfortunate for 12. Cause he's such a good scorer. Yeah, weapon. Um, otherwise, that's pretty bad. Uh, Simpkin probably a sell as well. Um, yeah. Considering though, I think that they'll keep little at hooker, and um, it's direct swap little for Simpkin, and little's playing sixty minutes to Simpkin's twenty. So um, he's only going to lose cash from here. So definitely a sell. Yeah, look, they're both a sell because I think little's still owned by seven percent of teams. So yeah, get rid of them both now because yeah, he had it a... for there. Price rises. He had a low break even last week when he came back because he scored so well in his last game. Um, so it would have made but after a six. He would have made cash last week. Oh wait, no. So yeah, last week he did, but this week he will not. He's lost cash this week. His break even was fourteen. And he scored six. So yeah, Simkin oh, is. Uh, oh sorry, Simkin. I was talking little, but um, oh, you're yeah. talking about little. Yeah, hey. well, little did have a. He had a lower break even. He would have made cash last week, surely. Um, I... Thinks. Yeah. Oh no, he lost cash. He lost two K no, and he's made, gone on. He made two K. No, he lost two. Oh wait, sorry. Yes, you're right. He made two K. 
and no, he's going to lose two K makes makes all the difference. So, um, yeah, but he's he's going to lose. That <laughs> <laughs> you still got him. Still anyway. sell. Not going to be yeah. any anyone here that gets picked for Origin. Yeah, no, no one here that gets picked for Origin. So this this team's not going to change much over the Origin period, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, that's right about on. it for the Tigs. I, I would honestly steer clear of buying players from the Tigs just because they mix their, they change the team like they change their undies. Like it's every week, um, <laughs> every every day it's a different team. So look, nah, steer clear. Danger. Yeah. Fair enough. I think the only consistent player from both of these teams is Tohu Harris, which everyone should have by the end of the season. I mean, someone yeah. scoring sixties plus every week is uh, yeah, gold mine. No, anyway. Who needs it? Definitely not Tom, apparently. Hot <laughs> squad. Hot squad. I love that um, he's not here, bang. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only time I can get him in. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to a game that was actually a lot more exciting than I thought it was going to be. The Sharks and the Dragons. The Dragons going down in Golden Point. Ah, unlucky for them. Talk us through it. Yeah, got to feel a little bit for Corey Norman here. Um, missing that, missing the yeah. field goal and then on the return set... Um, the the sharks slotting slotting there so look um the extra the extra minutes in this game though did help a few players I think um you know all your tackle machines Andrew McCulloch um boosted to a fifty seven which is kind of handy Josh Kerr with a sixty he's back to back sixties I think I think he got sixty four last week with a try maybe um, Paul Vaughan at fifty five and the Sinbin so pretty handy from him um. Jackson Ford went to lock and got 56 and 60 minutes with the absence of Josh McGuire. So that is cheeky there. Jeez, yeah. um, who else? Uh, Blake Laurie. Uh, I refuse to talk about Blake Laurie. Uh, Jack Bird. <laughs> um, 55. Jeez, how good's that, right? Yeah, um, look, he's one of those yeah. players that everyone's probably had since the start of the season if you, if you jumped on him. Um, yeah, he's actually paying dividends in the last couple of weeks. Would you say? Would you go as far to say that he's a season-long keeper? Oh, geez, that's a big call. Look, I he's actually, would. yeah, he's he's averaging forty. He's been up and down, and I think his lowest score was like low twenties or mid twenties. Like it was. No, he got like oh. a thirteen or something. Yeah, in round one, one okay. Games. That was round one, and the dragons weren't doing well for the first couple of rounds, I think. But um, look, he's. His scores outside of that round one score have been very good. Like, if you cut that out, his average is around 42, 43. So, um, yeah, I'd say he's definitely a keeper if you can get him in, but he's also nearly 500K now. So, oh, I mean, if you already have him, like, if, you, if you're going to buy him now, I would, wouldn't be buying him. I'd be buying someone like a Peachy. Peachy, um, yeah. Yeah, good point. But um, if you have him, yeah, I'd stick with him. Same with Avarillo. I know a lot of people sold Avarillo, but um, he's definitely a keeper now that he's got that half spot. Yeah, and um, I think a lot of people are going to start looking for for cheapies. Max Fainai, um, is he someone that you see as a potential cash cow? Oh, Jesus. Not really. <laughs> Look, like, he's, he's scored well. He's got a couple of good scores. He got 46 and then came off with a HIA, I think, um, halfway through this game. So he only got about 50-odd minutes. So, um, yeah, look, he had two tries for 46. Probably not a go. Like his price, he's going to go up in price. Last week he only got a, he got one against the storm. So nice. it's yeah, it's hard to judge, right? He's he's probably not going to be a long term cash cow. 
Yeah, okay. yeah, I I agree. The what way to put it is he's a winger and he's going to depend on tries to score. Well, he's not like yeah. Brian Toto, who's probably one of the only wingers who actually comes in and scores consistent fifties because he comes in, does a shitload of work and breaks tackles. Yeah, Max gets Benos meters. Not the same color, but yeah. How crazy is that stat? Like Brian Toto's gone for I think he, the lowest he's run for is like one hundred and sixty meters or something like that in a game. It's <laughs> unreal. Not bad. <laughs> it's more than I've run in my entire life. <laughs> Uh, what about the Sharks? Oh. First player I'm going to talk to is 45. Um, who needs Sean Johnson, really? New and improved, healthier. Uh, I, uh, uh, it's sustainable fantasy option. But um, actually, the boy I do want to talk about is my man, Aiden Tolman. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, we've been talking about how he's just going to be getting a lot of minutes in the middle since he's come in. Um, and there isn't really another front rower that's going to be taking that spot for the time being. So what did he play? He's played 71 minutes on the weekend and got 58 Um he that is probably around the minutes that he normally gets. Last week his minutes were down a little bit against the bunnies, but um outside of that he yeah, he's generally getting between sixty five to seventy minutes a game, scoring around that high mid to high fifties, um, even has a sixty in there as well. So um he just gets a lot of tackles and gets around a hundred meters a game, so hundred meters a game. So um yeah, I think um he's definitely he was definitely worth a buy when we said I think two or three weeks ago when we called him coming into the starting squad and being a decent option. Now I think you probably at his price, he's about 600 K now. You probably want to go for someone that's a <clears> bit <throat> higher scoring <throat> at that price. Don't you think? Are you actually I'm still talking up Jervo? Let's not talk about Jervo, please. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But oh, it's <laughs> 0.3% of teams. He's averaging 45. Um, only, yeah, His last three-round average is very um, high. Or high 50s. But um, yeah. the only person who's going to come in and take minutes off him is um, Hamlin Ueli, um, which, sure, he's not a big-minute player anyway, so he might just come in and take... Um, who's their other starting front row? Aaron Woods. Oh, no, he won't stay. Aaron Woods, yeah. So it was Hamlin Ueli and Aaron Woods to start the season, I'm pretty sure. And um, I think they p- ended up pushing Ueli back to the bench to Tom, um, yeah. halfway through the season anyway. So... I don't see, yeah, I don't see him losing out well, anytime soon, um, Tolman. So, yeah, the Sharks I think he carrying, might be a big minute forward for the time being for the Sharks. So but the Sharks he's are probably carrying three forwards on the Sorry, bench yeah. and a utility in Trindle. And Billy Magulius did not get on the park at all. He played zero minutes. Um, so they stand by, they really must stand yeah. by Tolman, um, and which they are absolutely should. He doesn't really miss tackles, he missed two um, in 71 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and made 50-odd. Gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's pretty consistent. He's probably the only option at the Sharks at the moment. I know Chad Townsend obviously was an early season cash cow while Johnson was out. Oh, Chad Townsend, sorry. Um, But, yeah, Tolman's probably the only option going forward, I'd say, as long as he keeps that front row. Yeah, well, that's pretty about it from, um, from the Sharks team, really. Good win by them. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Hunt, I mean, got a... Yeah, good win. They they probably needed one. Um, I think it was first win for Josh Hannay since he took over. So I mean, good yeah. for good for their morale. They're going <laughs> to need yeah. it to get through the rest of the um, season. Yeah, Ben Hunt is an interesting one. Also scored sixty nine. Yeah. Nice. Um, and just consistent nice. across the board. Still missed six tackles. Um, but a lot of base stats. Four four tackle breaks is probably about it, and a try assist. Um. Yeah, he's a bit up and down, though. That's the thing. Like, Norman didn't have really much of a footing in this game. It seemed like a lot of the ball playing and the kicking was coming through Ben Hunt. So, um, yeah, normally if Norman has a bit more of a, a go and a bit more of a hand in the game, Ben Hunt um, drops out a little bit. 
um, but he still generally scores around the 40 to 50 mark, even when that is the case. But um, he's definitely down on his price around the 650 mark, 650k mark. So, I mean, he could be a decent pod. He's only in 2% of teams, so not not a bad option if you if you think he's going to be scoring mid-60s long-term. We we still yeah. thought he was when he came back from injury, thought he would, but um, he's been a bit in- inconsistent since then, so... Who knows? He's definitely a risk, but not a bad yeah, option. Yeah, exactly. Compared to some of the ones out there, like Moses this week, which we'll, we'll get to later. Um, mm. Yeah, rough. Anyway, any other <laughs> talking points here? Nah, look, two reasonably null fantasy um, fantasy scoring yeah. teams. So Decent amount that we talked about, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anyway, let's move on to another game that ended up being quite interesting until the Titans ran away with it. The Titans v Bulldogs. Um, how'd you see it? Yeah, cracking game actually. Um, I didn't really know how I'd saw this going. Um, the way the dogs played against the Raiders, and the Raiders being a top fourteen that they are, uh, the dogs really took it to them. So, um, <laughs> nah, look, that in. one that I yeah, I did. <laughs> look, got to do it every week. Got to have some sort of faith, right? Now, I um, do think that the dogs can put it to some of these teams. So, um, I did think that they could potentially win this, and yeah, they didn't play terrible football. Um, but anyway, we'll kick off with the Titans team, though. Um, Moaki Fodawaka, probably the biggest talking about with a 94 and 60 minutes smash at 10 tackle breaks. Uh, look, where didn't he get points, really? He um, was pretty consistent across the board and, yeah, absolutely smashed it. Um, he yeah, sort of wreaked havoc, wreaked havoc um, to this Bulldogs defensive line. So it was good to see um, slotting in while Tyrone Peachy was out. Um Tino slotting into that uh, lock roll produced yeah. probably his top score of the year, I think, with a 69. Nice. Second top. He did have an 80 um, earlier on that had us all convinced he was going to be um, a keeper. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. Saw some people buy yep. him at Tom. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, look, that's a try and a line break and three tackle breaks and very few missed tackles I wouldn't read into it. Still is not a buy. Still think he's a big old trap. Yep. Preach. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, let's talk about your boy Jamal Foggy. Yeah, look, um, he's produced another very good score, um, sixty-seven with, uh, with a decent, like, a decent showing as well. Nothing, nothing too flash. Didn't have a ton of attacking stats. He had one try assist in there, but just base stats: four hundred and forty kick meters, thirty odd tackles. Had obviously um kick goals. So, yeah, like it didn't do anything too flash and got a got a sixty-seven for it. So. Base stats wise, he's looking very good, very very good pod at um six sixty k. So I'd say this is probably the best chance you got to get on him before he he bounces up to a bit over seven hundred k. What do you reckon? Yeah, I like yeah. that, and yeah, I I do like him, and I liked him when he was high five hundred, slow six hundreds. Um, you know, produced a few rough scores, but um. I think that's sort of Jamal Foggy when he's playing for the Titans as well. Uh, coming up against really good teams, he could have, you know, pretty low scores. Um, yeah, like last week he got 49 guess, but... in pure base stats against the Panthers, which is great. That's yeah, right. that's what you want. Like, yeah. you don't want people to be dropping below, like, r- around that 50 mark, really, as a half. So if you can hit that in base stats against the top teams, that's what you want, really. Yeah, yeah very handy from him. Don't mind it at all. Um, Jamal Foggy, very good pickup, um, and will be handy through this origin Absolutely. period as well. Um, Brian Kelly, I've talked him up a lot this season, and he's been disappointing me as I mentioned, you know, over the last few weeks. But he did forty-eight, um, two hundred run meters, you know, a line break, um, 
few tackles here and there. A couple of try assists was handy. So good to see him get scoring up around the 50, um, finally. Um, and AJ Brimson as well. Oh, very... It looked really good um, on the day. 46 with two tries, though, um, isn't yeah. um, convincing. Not... <laughs> Didn't really have too many demerits either. Two missed tackles. Yeah, anything, like, but... you look at it, like looking at his stat, two tries, a line break, 200-plus metres, but with a 46, like it, it doesn't blow you out of the water. Like when you see players like Teddy and um, what, Latrell and Turbo, uh, Tur- yeah, Turbo go go that big and get two tries and 200 plus meters. They've generally got a lot of, you know, tackle busts and, um, you know, a couple of line break assists, try assists in between there. So yeah, it's, um, yeah. One of those players that just I think, looks really good, just doesn't translate to fantasy, unfortunately. Also I think both his tries, one was a support play where someone did all the work. And then he I just put it down. It was, yeah. And then he, yeah, took the ball. He carried the ball for the last 20 meters because he was yeah. quick. And, um, I think it was Jamal Fogarty almost. And, um, the other one was off a kick, yeah. so no line break, um, no tackle breaks, but nothing. It was just the eight points for the put down. Yeah, um, both times. So I think that is probably you know it's just the sixteen points for the try. So with take away those two tries, and he scores a thirty, um, which is a little rough, but interesting, interesting pickup. I think um, old Brimo um, priced at five fifty four, um, risky, but I kind of don't mind it. Yeah, not bad. I mean, he's got a play of origin, so it's not a terrible pick, but he is at that awkward price. Like, you may as well buy a keeper fullback at that price. Like, he's probably not at the A-tier kind of fullbacks like we've been talking about. Probably not even the rung below the top tier. Probably even next tier. Fantasy-wise, no. He's been consistent. Fantasy-wise, I'd probably put him in second or third, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, anyway, we'll talk about the dogs now, I think. Um yeah, a few scores here. Um, who stood out for you? Yeah, um, Luke Thompson, obviously. We've been talking about him just the last couple of weeks. He's definitely been a, getting those keeper scores. Um, scored a try for his 69 this week. Very nice. Um, yeah, he's he's scored very consistently, and he's of, he's honestly probably the best option from this Dogs team. Um, it'll be interesting to see how um, Josh Jackson coming back into the team impacts his scoring and his minutes, but... Um, yeah, I mean, he's been very consistent, being scoring well, making plenty of tackles in the middle. So if you can get him, he's a keeper at just under 700k probably this week. So very expensive, but um, definitely an option in the mids. Yeah, point of difference player though. Um, he's owned by 3.2% of teams yeah. um, and has scored, what's he averaging? He's averaging 58. Yeah, huge. Very handy. Um but Jake Cavarillo, um, as we mentioned just before, he's still ticking along. And look at his stats here, and there's nothing really wowing me about his stats. You know, no run meters. He made 27 tackles. Yeah, no fair. tackle bust, though. Um, no, like, no real huge attacking stats. He had a try assist and a line break assist in that same play. I think, I think the thing is, while Brandon Wakeham's partnering him in the halves, and it's not Cuff Flanagan, he does yep. all the kicking. So he has almost 500 kick meters. Yep. So that's... Unreal. But then when Flanagan comes... Um, Flanagan's definitely going to come back at some point this season, surely. If not, Lewis will, right? Uh, you don't reckon? Look. Wow. Okay. Um, well, okay. If uh, I refuse to admit that Sammy D is going to be right about <laughs> about Lachlan Lewis coming into this team, so I say no, he won't come in. And Flanagan is going to have to be the future half of this club. Um, we well, think Burton Surely, like, they've invested... 
Yeah, well, Burton and Flannel in the halves, right? Yeah. It... Um, unless Avarillo is has an unreal season and they like him, but they've got three halves to potentially pick yeah. from. Um, and I don't know what Flannel is on, but he's he's good. He's pretty handy, pretty handy footballer. So I think they're going to have to like give him, you know, a bit more of a chance, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah, let him do his thing in the off in the, in the off time and um, while he's not been picked in the squad, and he'll come back better than ever. It, like you saw in that press conference a few weeks ago, how much um, playing food means hurting. to him. So, yeah. yeah, it was heartbreaking watching him sort of break down a little bit. But yeah, I, I think that probably Flanagan comes back in instead of Wakeham, Lachlan Lewis, which will yeah, yeah well, which will hurt Avril's points. But if if and when that happens, it's future. Yeah, I mean, Avrilo was playing with Flanagan and was still scoring. Obviously, at the start of the season, he was scoring poorly. But um, when he came back into that spot, he was scoring around the mid-40s, I believe. So he's still got scoring potential with Flanagan there. It's just whether he, you know, keeps it up. Um, So he's definitely still a keeper. Um, Oh, well, definitely a hold for now. Um, Whether he's a keeper or not depends on how Flanagan impacts his score. So, yeah. Mm. And then there's there's Nick Kotrick. do you want to talk about him or shall I? No, you talk about yeah, him. Yeah, so he's had a few rough games, but um, the last couple of weeks he's come back in and actually made a bit of an impact. Even though he's been on the wing, he definitely takes a few more runs through the middle, which he's actually getting a lot of tackle busts from, um, getting a lot more attacking stats. But that's where his points are coming from, is a lot of those attacking stats. Like this week he had a try, a try assist, two line breaks, and seven tackle busts. So... He really, really relies on those attacking stats to uh, get good scores. Um, would you consider him as an option, or is he too risky because of that? Um, no, he's very risky while he's playing on the wing. Um, I think I say it almost every podcast. Get him in the centres, and he's a much better fantasy scorer. Um, you know, I've obviously invested time in him because he's in my draft team. So would love to see him play in the centres. But, you know, you are going to get the odd score like this from Nick Kotrick. Um, you know, we've seen him at the Raiders. This is what he does um, every now and then when he produces tackle breaks. And, you know, he did a whole lot less running across the line and running through people this game. Um, yeah, he looked good, but don't see it happening consistently, yeah. unfortunately. He'll be back over 400k this week with the score in the mid-60s, so um, yeah, his price rises are going to go go up a bit now. He dropped 100-odd k since the start of the season, so I mean, if, he, if you see him as an option, he's probably the best chance to pick him up this week, if not just before this yeah. round was the best time to pick him up. Yeah, also the other player I want to talk about is Adam Elliott. Um, starting at, oh no, I should just disregard Josh Jackson and come yeah. back into that starting lock, lock role. Um, right off for Tony, you know, did you know he's made 240k this season? Wow. 240k. Jesus. We've talked about him a little bit. He's been producing good scores when he starts or, you know, he's had a few um, tries off the bench and he's been pumping out a few 50s and stuff. Jesus. Yeah, he's priced at um, 547k. And he's still making money. This is ridiculous. one of the better so, cash cows, really, this year. <laughs> yes, um, and he's just consistent across the board. Again, nothing standing out. He got forty in forty-one minutes. Uh, he's been very handy, and you know, a lot of clubs are looking at him now because I think he's off contract at the end of this season. So, would I kind of think that he's going to have a a pretty red hot end to the end of the year because he's searching for a new contract and he's got all these clubs. Uh, I don't think there's all these clubs. I think there's a couple of clubs that actually, yeah. you know, have opened their eyes to him. And so I think that he could be red hot. Don't know. He's a bit expensive now, but if um, you got on him when we sort of talked about him a few weeks ago, um, yeah, 
excellent road well done red hot um don't know how his minutes get affected when you've got the likes of josh jackson luke thompson and potentially adam elliott um, on an yeah. edge in this team um because at the moment they're all forwards who play big minutes so someone's someone's going to be stung there. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting. To see. Uh, I think the only other option, uh, or the only other talking point in this game outside of uh, a Tony, is um, the the new centre at the Dogs, which was what Shoop, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, look, no demerits or anything to his name. Just played a, a solid game, twenty one in just under just under a full game. I think he played seventy minutes with a HIA. Um, so. Mm. I mean, yeah, good, good showing from him. You know, I mean, if you picked him up, he's gonna make a little bit of cash, but he won't be there in a couple of weeks' time. So, yeah, well, you've got him. I guess you may as well make a little bit of cash from him. Yeah, look, Corey Allen, Corey Allen will come back into that yeah. spot. Um, I think he's due back this week, if not the week after. Um, yeah, look, uh, um, probably not a wouldn't have been a pickup. Um, but yeah, solid from him. Uh, can't really fault his performance. Didn't look bad. Um, apparently, apparently when he gets in a bit of space, he's he's pretty he's reasonably quick. But tackle breaking machine. Um, didn't really get to see a whole lot of it. Didn't yeah. see him get a whole lot of early ball, unfortunately. So um, you know, maybe might just be for entertainment purposes. Good to see next week oh, against the Panthers. Wow. Yeah, unlucky. Although, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Not a yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the biggest upset of the round, which was the Broncos taking down the Roosters, thirty-four to sixteen. Man, was this a game to watch? How good is Victor Radley? Um, <laughs> Moon, take us through it. Jeez. Yeah. Look, as much as I don't like the Broncos, didn't did kind of enjoy watching yeah. the Roosters lose. <laughs> um, yeah. No one really outstanding. Angus Crichton, um, pretty handy with sixty-six, although on report and likely to get a two-game suspension. Um, whether, yeah, at, unless he's successful at a judiciary hearing, um, which I can probably see them challenging this because even if he loses, he still cops two weeks. So I think he's going to be um, be on the rough end of the stick there. Uh, Tedesco uh, finally got some you know, try assists and stuff, some attacking stats. So he ticked on with a 55, so he will keep his price rises um, ticking along. He's priced... Um, He's at 5.77. He beat oh, his break-even. Still even. lost money last week. <laughs> yeah, so he beat his break-even this so, week, and he'll probably start gaining cash now. He probably won't go up by a lot this week, uh, maybe 5 to 10K, but, um, yeah, this is probably the last week you get him before his price rises start going um, crazy because his break-even is going to be around the 35-ish mark, probably, which he'll pretty comfortably get. I still think he'll be a buy after Origin. I mean, he's not going to play a whole lot of games over the next month or so. Wait, wait, um, with hang Origin. on a second. Weren't you the guy saying you should pick him up whenever you can pick him up? Yeah, literally I mean, the can, last but, pod. I mean, literally the pick last him up. pod. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying it all year. But, I mean, pick him up this week and you get one game out of him before he's out for a month. Yeah, I know. That's fair. And then he sits on your bench. So, I mean... Yeah, like you can bring him in now if you if you haven't got a heap of other Origin players. Yeah, absolutely, gun pick up. Um, but if you're like me and you've got people like David Fafita still sitting there, um, you know you've got Latrell and Turbo and all those sort of players. Um, Cleary, there's four non uh, non starters already. So picking up James Tedesco as well is only going to be another one to add to that list. Um, so that's a bit hard. Um, depends on depends on the depth of your team. And if you've got a pod squad like Tom and you've got no one pretty much playing Origin, yeah, James Tedesco, red up pick up, sit him on your emergencies for a month. Um, and that way you can 
don't have to burn a trade later and you can just, just bring them straight into your starting team. So don't mind it. Yeah, fair. Um, otherwise, from the Roosters, no one was really outstanding. Definitely some um, under, under par. Yeah. Scores. Now let's talk about talk about them. The big one, obviously, being Sam Walker with a rock-solid six. Mate, he's even lucky to get that six. He was on negative two <laughs> or something with five minutes to get. Something ridiculous, yeah. He is so lucky yeah. to get that. Um, I think he got a try assist towards the end. Um, I think a long ball to Tupo got him out of the woods. So, um, oh, no, he didn't even get a try assist for that. What? No, he pulled something out yeah. of his butt. I think he got a tackle break or something something like that. I don't know. He heaped the merits, but he wasn't in a lot of the yeah, play no. anyway. So. Um, yeah, look, he's he's looking poor at the moment. <laughs> what do you reckon? Do you reckon he's a sell? There's a lot of people saying that he's a sell, <sighs> including Vermo. Again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom did very well to get rid of him out of his team this week, so kudos yeah, well to him. Done. Um, I don't know. It's Again, it's... I'm looking at Origin, and for me personally, if I'm looking at my team, um, I'm not going to burn the trade on Sam Walker just because I can start him in some of these buy rounds and you know throw Origin stuff, and I will upgrade him. I think he plays around 17 by, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to have a quick squeeze at that round 13. Yeah, he plays around 17. Yeah, plays around yep. 17. So, I don't know. I'd be working and trading around there, probably. Um, you know, we saw this like a month or so ago. He got maybe a, a late teen score and then came back the next week and got an 85 or an 86 or something ridiculous like that. So this is sort of the way he goes. The issue is going to be whether you start him in your emergencies as a scoring emergency or a non-scoring emergency. Um, you know, and this is where your looping is going to start coming in because he's going to be the player you loop because he's a live wire. It can be amazing some weeks, not great the next. So um, that's how I'd be playing Sam Walker if you have the luxury of being able to do that. Yeah, even if he drops a um, bit of cash, which he will over the next couple of weeks, um, he's probably going to get as low as maybe 400k, and even then he's still made about 200k anyway, so he's still going to make you cash because he started at basement price as long as you picked him up then. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think he's not a risk at all to hold over the origin period. No, no I don't mind it. Um, yeah, look. The other bloke um, that was touted a lot, and I think you kind of, kind of got to talk about him, is uh, Suwali. Yeah. Um, how do you see his spot in this Rooster team long-term? Oh, I, I assume Josh Morris is coming straight back in. I think he had a back complaint or something like that before the game, which yeah. um, means that he was uh, yeah scrubbed out and Suwali came in. So I don't see him. He'll play a game here and there. He'll probably play during origin period. I don't know. He's not going to go up a ton in cash this week, and he's probably not going to be in the team this week again. So I guess he's a hold until... Uh, if you have him, he's a hold. Um, if you don't have him, probably don't go for him yet. Wait till he comes back into the team later, probably. But I don't I don't know. He didn't play all that well from what I saw anyway. Although they were getting... He was pumped. solid. Like, he didn't do anything amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was a bit hard from him. Um, I, I don't think he did anything bad. He just didn't have a heaps of early ball to do what apparently he does and scores. To be tries, fair, he, he did he did get a line break and two tackle busts in a, an underperforming team. Like the Roosters didn't do much. And he got yeah, over 120 metres. So he didn't do too bad with minimal, like two missed tackles and an error. Like I, he's got some stats to him, which he can carry on with. So yeah, he could be an option in the future. I just wouldn't pick him up until you see the team list this week, really. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I really think he is, you know, rock solid. He's cemented a spot in this team if there's an injury to 
you know, to yeah. someone, um, to one of the back the back five. Um, if there's a, a long-term injury, which unfortunately for the Roosters has Plenty. happened quite regularly, <laughs> um, then I think he gets a spot in this team. Otherwise, he's going to be sort of in and out, maybe gets a 14 role, probably not because they need someone a little bit more versatile and can play hooker like Adam Kieran yeah. um, or Sammy Verrills when he's, when he's back. So... Yeah, not not a pickup for me. Um, otherwise, he's a very long term hold. Or yeah, I, I just don't. I think he's a wasted spot in your team at the moment. Yeah, that's fair enough. But no, let's talk about the the Broncos. Um, yeah, a few underwhelming scores. Not nothing really standing out to me. Um, Payne Haas not producing scores like I thought he might this year with um, with those minutes. He's getting 62 minutes and only a 51. 51. He's just not breaking the tackles, I think. How do you see it, sort of, Daniel? Yeah, I, I think, well, he was getting 80 minutes a game last year, so he's obviously going to come down a bit from that. Um, even around the 60 mark, you're hoping for about a mid-50s to 60 scores. He's shown that he can score in the 70s even with those minutes, so he's not. Um, he's still not a bad option to go for. I think he's going to lose a lot more cash, though, so you kind of want to hope if you don't have him, you want to hope that he, you know, scores those mid fifties to forties and drops a bit of cash, but then you can pick him up in the future because he's definitely a, a pickup this year because you can hit those seventies. So I think it's a it's a wait until he drops enough cash till he's around that seven hundred seven fifty k mark and then jump on him because at the moment to pay eight hundred and twenty k and if he's going to keep scoring in like the fifties, um, yeah, you'd want to you want him to drop a bit of cash before you pick him up for those kind of scores. Mm. But he's definitely a keeper. I think he's definitely a keeper this year. You just need to figure out how you get him into your squad somehow. Yeah, if you can, or if you rate, you know, a few other mids higher. To be fair, I rate TPJ higher than Payne Haas, but with the new head high rule, I'm very scared. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is a huge call, TPJ, to be fair. Had produced another pretty good score, um, but helped along with six tackle breaks and a try assist and, you know, a few attacking stats, three offloads. Um, you know, a bit of this, a bit of that. But that's how he gets um, his scores most tip. weeks anyway. He has plenty of tackle busts. He has plenty of meters, gets in and amongst the, you know, the offloads around the line. So he actually provides, you know, a try assist here or there. So, I mean, that's... I mean, to be fair, this week he's running at Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> um, yeah, look, other than that... Um... Who else? Tyson Gamble finally he produced a, a double-digit score, so that's pretty handy. Um, Albert Kelly um, didn't look too bad on the night. Do you reckon he keeps a spot in yeah, this Broncos team? Yeah, absolutely played well. Um, he probably does keep a spot in this team, and he... I don't want to say he's a buy because <laughs> I, I know next week he'll probably have a sub-pass score because the Broncos played really well this week, but he... You know, he got 44 points and he's only 246k, so he's only going to make a little bit of cash this week and then have like a negative something break even next week. So, I don't know. He had te- he had five missed tackles and three errors at the same time, but he also got, you know, 300 kick meters and a try assist in there. So, he has the chance to, you know, be a good scorer, but at the same time, he could be up and down you know, score a 21 week and then a 40, 50 next week. So I'd probably say avoid just because of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. How do you see it? I'm I'm on the fence really. Uh, who knows with this Broncos, um, this Broncos halves, like um, they've had a million oh, halves, Milford, different halves yeah. pairings. Could be past. back next week. Yeah. Who knows what they do? 
yeah, Milford, yeah, no, look, who knows? Don't know that he's a pickup. I like Tyson Gamble. I think he stay. I think he keeps Hasbol for the year. Albert Kelly could be in, could be out. Who knows? Not too much of a risk. Yeah, me. I think. Yeah, way too much of a risk. But um, uh, look, uh, look. If you think he's going to be there for a few weeks, or the Broncos maybe perform over the next two weeks, um, you know they've got Storm next week, so it's going to be a bit hard. But you know, let's say they put up a good fight. Kelly keeps his spot. He's at basement price, so what's the worst that could happen? You make some cash um, to invest somewhere else um, and you upgrade him when there's another cheapie that, that arises if there's another basement price cheapie that comes along. But, you know, it probably not. it's not the end of the world, I think, if you get him in, but I, I would probably stick Yeah, to well, speaking of basement price cheapies, um, Keenan Palacio, 63 at 228k. He's going to go up in price to about 250k this week. But... um. He probably won't be in the team next week, we're thinking, right? Alex Glenn coming back into the side, maybe gets a bench spot. Yeah. Glenn comes back next week, and Jordan Ricky comes back the week after. So, um, yeah, not not keeping that starting yeah, spot. Yeah, absolutely. Outside of that, Asako got a 35. Not terrible, but um, obviously want better from him. Uh, that's really it. Still a hold, though. Yeah, I'd say hold for Origin. Can... Yeah. He's he's a hold till like late season, right? Like till after round seventeen when you're trying to sort your squad out, he's that's when you upgrade a Sarko to like a gun fullback. Yep, I agree. Um Broncos play round oh boy, I probably should have had They play round thirteen. Round 13. Yeah. yeah, so he's a cell sixteen. Um right? Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that round a cell round sixteen because yeah, not very handy like that. Yeah. Anyway. I think that's it from this game. Yep, I think so too. Um, let's talk about the Rabbitohs Panthers. Was <laughs> moving on to the Storm and Raiders that late Saturday night game. Do you not remember it? I was there with you, Lockie. Do you not remember watching that game? Nah, no, nah, I must have been at the bar. I was just something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Storm. Uh, Storm ended up uh, scoring thirty-four unanswered points after the Raiders came and um, scored a try too early. Um, you want me to start talking about it, or would you like to have a go? Yeah, yeah. No, you talk about it. I'm still wiping my. Yeah, right. I'll talk about the the storm here because there's plenty of good scores from a, a very subpar storm team. When you think about all the stars that are out, Nico Hines. Wow, waking. Wow, he can play. 101 um, points for him. He was basically in everything. Hines. Um, he what? He didn't have a try, but he had uh, a try assist, the line break. Two try, two line break assists, thirteen tackle busts over two hundred meters. Mate, he was in everything. Um, he's one of those. He's similar to Pappenhausen. He's in around the play. He's always there. Um, pops up around the back of the halves, and yeah, he, the ball's always attracted to him. So, um, if you picked up Nico Hines, which I know a lot of people did this round, um, good job. He's in six percent of teams. Gonna make a shitload of cash next week. Um, he's probably going to be up around the. 520, 530, probably 80k price rises this week. So if you picked him up, yeah, well done. But um, he's probably too expensive to get on now, I'd say. Um, I mean, although Pappenhausen, what? If you have a heap of trades. Yeah, like if it. you got trades, because you're going to have to trade him out when Pappenhausen finishes with Origin, because we're pretty sure he's playing Origin at this point. Well, I think that they came out and or Bellamy came out and said that he's still another like three to four weeks away. I'm not, I was unclear if it was three or four weeks from today or when he was first out. So he comes, he's still another one or two weeks away from now. It was a little unclear, but still, um, 
if you bring if you can if you have a heap of trades, I don't mind it because he'll play for the next month or so. Because I still think that, um, realistically, I think that Puppy will probably be rested in between Origin yeah. games, um, yeah. because of his um head knock history. So, I still think Nico Hines still it was going to have some cash to make. Oh, um, absolutely. So I don't mind it. Yeah, if you have the trades. Yeah, exactly. So you need to have probably, what, 23, 24 trades because you're going to have to get him in and get him out again, most likely towards the back end of the season. Um, I think most people are around the 20-odd trade mark at the moment, which is still a bit unders. You probably want a bit more than that coming into Origin where you've got got to make a few trades basically to to make up for for players um, in the buy round. So... um, yeah, if you're struggling for trades, it might be one to hold off on. But yeah, there's definitely money to be made on Nico Hines while Pap's out. So um, one to get on. Uh, Sophie Solomona had a big score. And actually, um, Chris Lewis played reasonably well at 5'8". Um, a lot of us were saying that he was basically going to do nothing there. But he actually looked pretty good. He looked good against the Raiders, mate. <laughs> oh, so you're saying the Raiders aren't a top four team? <laughs> I'm saying that the Raiders are bottom end of a top team. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, look, he played okay. He's not going to be there, obviously, or probably next week. I don't see him being there, but um, you know, played played pretty good. And if you did pick him up in like a draft league or something like that, he's yeah, he's definitely major sixty-five points than you probably wouldn't have had. So um, good job, but yeah, he's probably not going to be there next week. Brendan Smith as well had another good score at sixty-three. So. I've been, we've been saying to get rid of him for the last couple of weeks, and I'm not going to stop saying that. But, uh, yeah, it looks like he's proving us wrong every week he does play. Um, outside of that, everyone else has done pretty average for the Storm, but I think most of these players, um, no one really has. The only ones that people do have are probably Adokar and Justin Olam. Uh, it was actually just looking at Adokar. He's in 10.9 Yeah, that's teams. huge. Uh, <laughs> um, although his average is 43, so he does have a decent average, but that was boosted by his like 90 score, right? When he got seven tries or however many tries yeah. he scored. Yep. Six tries. <laughs> yeah, six tries. <laughs> um, six tries for 85 as well. It's crazy. But um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's up and down Adokar. He's got to score tries, got to get attacking um, stats to actually get good scores. Uh, Justin Olam is the other one that's a bit worrying considering how many points they did put on he did not do a lot he had seven missed tackles and didn't really get the ball didn't have a lot of attacking stats so um a bit worrying if you own him i'd still say he is a hold if you've bought him and think he's a keeper because um he is yeah, quite consistent um outside of this game it's, i think it's just a one-off this God, too. storms storm scored all their tries through the middle yeah. so um it didn't really go out to olam and Adakar a whole lot so you know, and when it did go to the edges, it went to Rem Smith. Actually, it went to Rem Smith and George Jennings maybe once or twice. Um, oh, you know, it's probably like probably a handful of times. And you know, I think that capitalised a little bit more. I guess a few more tackle breaks and stuff like that. And Rem Smith got over for a try eventually. But you know, I think that they just had a little bit more opportunity on that that other edge, on that right edge, compared to Adokar and Olin, where it went to maybe. I reckon it went to there maybe three times. Yeah, the um, whole game didn't really go that way often. And then. No, so and why would you if you're going to score you know, 34 points through the middle? Uh, well, let's say th- a 28 yeah. points through the middle and one that's out wide. That, why would yeah. you? Yeah, that try that Remus Smith scored. It just looked like the Raiders were escorting him to the line. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just oh, running around. Anyway, anyway, you want to talk about the Raiders? Yeah, yeah. Let's just get it over and done with. <laughs> um, 
few interesting scores. Hariro Naira um, scored a 60, which was excellent. Um, yeah, he all in base stats pretty much. A couple of tackle breaks. Otherwise, he met 44 tackles. A um, couple of offloads, 124 metres, handy. Um, Georgie Williams scored a 60 as well. Um, yeah, nothing amazing from him and his stats, but that was that was good probably because Jack White's out as well. That is... Um, Scores was inflated a little bit. Um, probably the two other talking points I wanted to mention. Firstly, the disappointment of Tom Starling. Um, mm. 70 minutes, 31, um, 31 points. Not great. Seven missed tackles from him, two errors. So what's that, 9, 18? Yeah, I... 18 demerits I there. think the, the fact that they scored all their tries through the middle, and he did pick up a bit of a calf injury or something, or an ankle injury at the towards the back end of the, the first half. So... Um, he probably wasn't... I'd say this is probably a one-off game for him. If he's playing close to 80, I still think he's going to be scoring, you know, 50, 60-odd points. So I wouldn't be too worried about this score, do you reckon? Pretty uncharacteristic um, for him to have seven missed tackles. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, I do think, you know, that it brings his break even down and he has the potential to lose money over the next few weeks. Um, oh, maybe. I don't know. He's he made 53k last week, so it's probably gonna, he probably made his break even this week, to be fair, and might still be a little yeah, bit low. Yeah, his break but... even was a nine, so yeah. it brings it a lot closer to his actual average, uh, which yeah. is probably around the 40 mark. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's an interesting pickup. Um, I don't, he's priced at 528, probably going to be 540-ish. Um, yeah, still good. Point of difference. Yeah. Um, still don't mind it. He's in three point five percent teams, so very point of difference. Um, yeah, don't mind it. Wouldn't. Yeah, okay. I take back what I said. I wouldn't be too worried. One off. It's seventy minutes. Um, and we've seen that in sixty minutes he can score 50, 50, 60 points. So yeah, that's all right. The other bloke I wanted to talk about actually was Curtis Scott. Um, now we saw last week he scored his first um, first decent fantasy score he got a 54 and I was sort of thinking nothing of it but actually watching him play he's playing very well um and scoring 41 on an edge against um against the storm um very handy so how do you see him as a potential fantasy prospect? well I think it's just because the attacking stats right the last two weeks he's actually put on attacking stats compared to what he has before like last week he had a try with five tackle bus and this week he had a line break with five tackle bus so he actually he needs to get attacking stats to play well or to get a good score. Um, That's sort of the thing. Yeah. I mean, like just, he he's actually getting in and involved, and he's he's got his tail up a little bit. So I think that you might see some attacking stats from him, and probably a few more tackles because because he's got his tail up, he likes to get in and involved um, a little bit around with his edge. So I think he defends on Harawira and Naira's edge. So I think you could see him come in and make more tackles and do a few things because his confidence is. You know, pretty high at the moment. He's got a big edge. Yeah, so. but I'd I'd say if you've got the same, like he's he's the same price as a a, a Nick Kotrick, and I'd say Kotrick probably plays or gets better scores with attacking stats than Curtis Scott does. He's a poor man's Nick Kotrick, is basically what I'm saying. Um, and if you've got the cash, I think you go Kotrick because the Bulldogs would rely on his scoring more than the Raiders rely on Scott. If that makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. Um, even though he Scott is playing center compared to Kotrick playing on the wing, but I think Kotrick gets a lot more involved than Scott would. And I'd say that's probably the why you would go Kotrick because he gets a bit more involved and he's more likely to get in tacking stats than, than Scott is. Yep, good point. Well presented. 
thank you. I, I'm yeah. very good at debating. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, I don't see I don't see him scoring well long term. Although he is cheap, he is three fifty five k. Um, probably going to go up a bit price this week just because he got a good score. But I don't see him probably getting good scores all season. He'll be up and down again. Same as Kotrick, though. He'll be up and down. Um, if you've got to buy a centre at this point in time, you probably want to buy a keeper, someone you're going to keep long term. So, yeah, I don't see why you would go Scott instead of Kotrick. Okay. Other than that, yeah, um, with the news of CNK, how do you see Aikens now? Um... Oh, what's Aiken's price at the moment? I don't think he's a pickup now. I think he's just uh he's four twenty four. I think he's just a good pickup if you held if you picked him up at the start of the year. Um owned by owned by one point five percent of teams. He's made hundred and eighteen K. Um probably makes another, you know, maybe fifty, I think fifty K until he's probably maxed out in price, maybe makes five hundred. And he's probably a sell anyway because by the time he's made that, Origin will be over and you can upgrade. So Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's just sort of reinforces the people who actually made the choice to bring him in. Um, cause he's not producing wowing scores. You know, he did last week, I think he scored 50, um, three tries or so from memory. So yeah, one-off games like that are great. Um, but this week he scored like a 20, um, uh, yeah, 20 and 80 minutes. So look, not great, but not, a, not a buy. Just He'll be handy over the buy fit. rounds, but yeah, he's, he's yeah. going to be an upgrade eventually. Anyway, let's move on to the next game. Unless you have anything else from that one, I think we basically covered it all. Nope. Let's, yep. let's move, move on. Let's move on to the panthers Rabbitohs. The Panthers ran away with it again against the Rabbitohs, 56-12. to 12. How good's Cleary? Oh, yeah, he's okay, I guess. Just averaging 98. Or He'll be averaging 100 no, no. after this game. Love that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that is updated, 98.4. Is it? Is what he averages now. Oh, yeah, he's okay. at 96, okay. I think. I, think, I reckon that one score of... Uh, like 60... That's 60, 61. yeah. That really hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible score. Good. Come on, Nathan. Lift your, lift your game. Come yeah, on. look, 115. <laughs> like, an average of 98 is not bad, eh? If you add him from the start of the season. Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. It's his third score of 100 this year. That is ridiculous. <laughs> That's in 11 rounds. <laughs> oh, my God. They're not even low 100. It's like 115, 124, 144. Yeah. Come Gross. on, Nathan. This is ridiculous. Yeah, anyway, how'd you, how'd you see this one? Um, yeah, the Panthers unreal. Um, far out, they look so good. Um, I hate it. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, very worrying if you support anyone else but the Panthers. Um, but in saying that, not a heap of wowing fantasy scores from the Panthers. Um, Matt Burton with three tries helped him on his way to seventy three um, and a try assist as well. Um, He's going to be a very cheeky point of difference. I mean, he's pretty expensive at the moment, but will come in and play halves and always scores well when he comes in and plays for the halves because he does a heap of kicking um, and looks good just wherever he plays Matt Burton. So I think that this only cements him in this spot even further with Paul Momorowski playing as well and Matt Burton still doing everything. Um, he's going to have to keep a centre spot. It's so hard to keep him out of this squad. So... Um, once once Origin's finished and, you know, they've got their full strength um, back five, you know, with Dylan Edwards and Stephen Crichton and Matt Burton and Paul Momorowski all fit, I still think that Matt Burton and Stephen Crichton keep their centre spots and Momorowski fits in somewhere. Um, 
So yeah, so that was good to see from a big, him. Big question, I guess, going forward. Matt Burton, knowing that Cleary's going to play, definitely going to play Origin, um, and possibly even Jerome Luai as well. Uh, Burton, when he plays in halves for the Panthers, does basically everything, all the kicking, all the playmaking, similar to Cleary. Yeah. Scores just as, not as high as Cleary, but similar to Cleary. Um, yeah. Would you pick him up over Origin period? Like, I think this week, if you're going to pick someone to pick up over Origin that's going to score well and consistently, I think Burton's your man, right? If you're going a if you're going a Origin pick up purely, yeah, um, it's not a price as high as I thought he was. I thought he was in the mid five hundreds, but he's only at four seventy five. It'd be um, about five hundred, averaging. Yeah, this this round. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, again, if you have the trades, um, I like that pick up, and I think that he's a long term hold as well. Um, being a half center, a handy Julie um, to have. You could play him as a scoring reserve, pretty pretty comfortably each week. Uh, reasonably comfortably each week. Over um, Sam Walker, I'd I'd take Burton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's an interesting trade as well. Sam Walker to Matt Burton. Uh, again, if you've got the trades, I love that mm, trade. That's actually, that's a good trade. That's a downgrade yeah, too because like Walker's five fifty, yeah. I think. Yeah, five fifty. Yeah, oh, it will be less now. I probably. But that's yeah, five, that's a good trade. But um, you probably want both yeah. of them through Origin, right? Because they're both going to play, so you don't want to get rid of one just for another. Yeah, yes, um, that's the way I see it. But, you know, if your team's pretty good and you don't have heaps playing Origin, um, I'd love yeah. that trade, actually, a lot. Um, but look, apart from that, Toe doing Toe things <laughs> um, with 56, with a try, sneaky try towards the end. He wasn't looking great um, fantasy-wise throughout this game, you know. Only the only the four tackle breaks. Um, only two hundred and nineteen you know, meters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, that's insane. Still, unreal stats um, with a pretty decent fantasy score for him. It's great. Otherwise, the big disappointment for me um, has been Appy yeah. Um I thought coming in playing good minutes, he was going to be scoring up around the fifty and a very attacking team as well. But you know, his job is literally give the ball to Nathan Cleary. That's yeah. it. It looks like Cleary's Make just tackles. taking all those points from him because he just offloads it to him and yeah. he does everything else. Yeah. Which is um which I'm pretty happy with, but you know, come and share the love <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> no, yeah. It's he's not looking like a pickup, which I was hoping he was gonna be, gonna lose a heap of cash and then um, you know, come back and play eighty and produce fifty plus scores and be a very good fantasy prospect, but no, yeah. it's not looking that way, is it? Probably not. No, it's not, unfortunately not. Otherwise, look, not heaps to talk about from the Panthers, would you say? Yeah, not really. Like, Luai, and it, a lot of these Panthers players are in a lot of teams, like Jerome Luai um, and Stephen Crichton. They got, like, low 20s. They'll be fine. It's a, it's a one-off. you gotta you got to take the, the good with the, the bad, which is this week for them. So um, I'd still say they're a hold long-term, and especially towards Origin. Luai, if he doesn't get picked, he'll be, he'll be a good scorer through that Origin period. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's going to get picked, yeah. though. Um, but Stephen Crichton as well, only getting a 23 with a try. Um, playing a fullback really hurts his fantasy points, which is okay for me because I don't have him and I want to pick him up. Um, if, you know, I need another keeper or need a keeper in the centres um, for whatever reason, um, Stephen Crichton's probably your man. He's going to lose a bit of cash now, which is great. Um, and then once he comes back into that, that centre role, he seems um, to score a bit better so yep. um, if you're a Crichton owner 
it's wouldn't worry too much um and probably not going to get picked through origin um the way it's looking with you know turbo and latrell touted to be picked in the God, centers um, how good was it watching latrell throw liam martin off him that was good <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah far out um, anyway yeah that you know what let's talk about the the rabbits yeah. um because there's only so much you can talk about the Panthers. How good's Nathan Cleary? He's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> every week. Say it every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm happy to jump in here if you want. Save you talking all the yeah, time. Do it. Um, Cody do Walker it. and Damian Cook are probably the only two that had decent scores from the Rabbits team here. They all pretty much underperform when with the Panthers running away with it. Um, Damian Cook looked like he was on track for a, a pretty good score until... Um, Kind of midway through that second half, his scoring slowed down. Um, had a bit, a couple of missed tackles as well. So, um, yeah, a bit um, uncharacteristic again from him, only scoring 47, but that is still with 52 tackles. So I still see him as a hold long term. Obviously, going to play Origin, but um, you probably don't want to be trading him if you're going to trade him back in again. So I would hold on to him probably. Um, outside of that, Cody Walker as well. He's probably going to get picked for Origin as well, but he's a less uh, convincing score if you do have him. So I would say he's probably getting close to a, a sell um, coming into origin. Um, probably want to upgrade him to someone a bit more consistent, a bit higher scoring as well, because he's been losing a lot of cash. He's down 100K from where he started the season. Um, but he's still got away with a 49 this week, which means he's probably going to get a couple of rounds of price rises leading up to origin if he gets picked, because it's probably between him and Jerome Luai, I think we're saying. Um, yeah. Yeah, Chuck White is the other another yeah. name that's been thrown in there. Yeah, let's leave White now. I think um, with the Raiders. Uh, all... No, no, the Raiders are good, man. Like, the Raiders are good. <laughs> He's been looking good. He might get picked in, as a center, I'd say. I don't think he'd get picked at five eight, surely. No, yucky. No, White doesn't get picked, and um, yeah, I don't even think that I was listening to the commentators today, and oh, actually, I was, to be fair, I was out for a walk and listening to it on the ABC radio, and they were oh, grandstand picking Cody Walker as a as a yeah. Yeah, they're picking Cody Walker as a utility, which oh, I didn't love. But I guess if Papi doesn't play, he's he's looking like he's going to miss Origin one. Yeah. So Cody Walker is a potential, I guess. Um, it's probably between him and Whiten as a utility option if Luai is going to get that six spot. But I don't think that Cody Walker gets picked for two and three. Um, he kind of shit the bed when he played. Yeah. Um, over the last few years, so I think that I don't. He might get picked in the squad. But he won't play, and then we'll play for Rabbitohs. That that's the way I see it, anyway. Yeah, I think he might be right there. I, he's been very hot and cold, but when he is on, he's very good. That's the thing. Um, but he's do, he doesn't look like he's in that kind of form that he was last year. And then when he did get picked last year, he played horribly that that last game. So, um, yeah, uh, it's a bit bit worrying for him. It's very strongly looking like it's going to be Jerome Luai, but um, I guess we'll we'll wait and see in a couple of weeks' time when they name the squads. Um. The other thing, the other thing I do want to mention yeah. is sort of Cody Walker, but this also ties into sort of Dan Gagai and Alex Johnson and Latrell's fantasy scores here as well. What we saw from round one to whenever Latrell got suspended was that sweeping play of Reynolds to Cody Walker to Latrell out the back to either Dan Gagai short ball or to cut out to Alex Johnson, and it worked for them eighty percent of the yeah. time. I reckon today when I watched this game, I think that play happened once or twice, yeah. and to be and the first time was a cutout ball to Alex Johnson and it didn't like, they didn't score off it, but it didn't look like a terrible play. I think if they had a pick to their moment, it'd be better than how scoring, but as if you're not playing that, you're not using that play more if it's worked for you so often. And I think you can sort of see this in their 
fantasy scores here. Dan Gagai yeah. has been a ter- terrific scorer um, because he's on the end of those sorts of plays. And, you know, the Rabbitohs have a bit of confidence up and about because they're not losing by 50 points every week. So I think it's just, it was a sign of that they were getting pumped, basically. The one time that I did see him go that way, or the tw- I saw him do it twice and Latrell ran it both times. So um, I think it's yeah. just that connection. Latrell's been out for a month now. They probably just need to run it a few more times and they'll get, get used to it again. So maybe it's just give them a bit of time and hopefully they actually get a bit of, uh, a bit of, um, well, hopefully they're actually in the game next week and they'll actually string a few passes together. So probably one to wait and see. But um, I still wouldn't be worried. Latrell got downgraded to a 32. If you held on to him for the last couple of weeks, I'd still say he's a hold. Um, especially if you held him for the last couple of weeks, you probably see him as a keeper. So he's probably a hold um, even while he's out. Um, same with Gagai. Johnston, if you have him, is a bit more yuck. But... Um, yeah, definitely Gagai and Latrell hold those two. But I think that's really it from this Rabbitohs team. Unless you see anything else that you yeah. like, no? No, a few, a lot of disappointing scores, uh, unfortunately. Um, Damien Cook, yeah. Adam Reynolds. Um, Colin Matungi, yeah, really? That's on. his last price rise, I'd say. He's a he's a sell now. Yeah, I'd never liked him as <laughs> a prospect anyway. I've not really talked him up, have I? Yeah. So no attacking stats from him and this is the sort of score he gets. And to be fair, he had no demerits, so mm. that's probably why his score wasn't in the 30s. Yeah. Um, but look, a trade if you can. Yeah, absolutely. And moving on to the last game of the round, uh, the Turbo Show. It was again with Manly running away with it, 28-6. to six. You can hear the sadness in my voice. Um, yeah, yeah, go on, Moon. I'm going to talk about Manly. Um, Go for it. <laughs> let you talk about your boys. Um, look, let's start off with uh, Tripod Tommy. He is good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 99 points. Just um, just one run short of raising oh. the bat, unfortunately. Um, but far out, 300. Look, I'm not even going to read out his stats. He's good stats all across the board. Um, that's even with um, one missed tackle and three errors. Yeah. Um, but look, I want to point out the justice to Jason Saab here with only 17 Love fantasy that. points in the 27 or whatever percent of owners. <laughs> We're so salty that we got rid of him or <laughs> or didn't get on him. But jeez. No, I, at the start of the year, picked up Bailey Simonson and traded him as soon as I possibly could when there was another cheapie. And 27% of people have held on to him at the start because they couldn't get him out of the team and they've somehow got some bullshit. You know what? I'm not salty. I'm not salty <laughs> Doesn't at all. sound it. No, That's no, fine. no. Not at all. <laughs> Um, now nah, Ruben Garrick looked really good yeah. though. Um, yeah, he was on the end of a lot uh, of kind of everything. Um, he made four line breaks. That's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, anyway, not really fantasy relevant, unfortunately for Ruben. Josh Schuster, you know what? This is interesting. Um, did you watch this game? Yeah, no, of course I didn't. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I said last week, made the bold statement that Josh Schuster, if he plays in the halves, is going to hurt his fantasy well, boy, was I wrong. How good yeah, did he, he was. Yeah, he was playing very well. He's, his ball playing is a lot better when he's actually playing in that 5-8 role compared to an edge. Although, when he was playing at edge, he was, yeah, very good also. But he didn't have that kind of shape of running like that you normally get from a 5-8 running off the, what, the second ball? Yeah. Very yes. good. But, like, I still see, like, he gets a lot more tackles from an edge than he does at 5-8. Like, he, he's still got 50 points, but his tackles were down on what they normally are. So... I don't know. It's mm. it's it comes like he, obviously he has to get attacking stats being at five eight compared to the tackles to make up for that. So mainly just have to keep playing well is basically what I'm saying for him to keep his his scores up. Yeah, I think 
Oh, not necessarily. I mean, if you look at his stats, he's got four tackle breaks, um, you know, and a heap of offloads. You know, what's well, so that's eight points in offloads and yeah. twelve points in. So he's got twenty points purely in tackle breaks and offloads yeah. there. Um, which he doesn't normally. He normally is good for a couple of offloads, but his tackle breaks is not not huge every week, and he's got a try assist as well there, which is a beautiful ball yeah. to be fair. The no look pass to whoever was the edge Gross. on that side. Um, no, so good. Uh, less running meters as well. Look, I was pretty. Uh, his kicking, his kicking game was impressive as well. Well, that's um, why he was touted you know, to be the five eight, right? Um, he actually had those qualities. Yeah, well, it had a good yeah. boot. Yeah, but anyway, very impressed with um, Josh's performance in halves. And if he keep, if he stays this this season, um, yeah, I think that you know he might have a few scores down in the lower forties, maybe even the high thirties. But I still think he's going to be a, a keeper for a little while. Yeah. Definitely a hold. Um, yeah, look, apart from that... Um, Jack Trebojevic. You know, Come on. No, no, no. Talk to Jack Trebojevic. Come on. You can do it. All right. All right. I will. Thank you very much. <laughs> Jack Trebojevic, um, yeah, only 41, but Copter Simbin deserved it. To be fair, with that Shepherd on Gutho, I was kind of salty on that. Just Oh, it was, yeah, it was Gutho because he would have yep. scored. Um, so, um, yeah, rough, but you know, rough for his fantasy scoring, but deserved. He was probably going to score 55, to be fair. Um, you know, if you take away the... Add on the seven points that he lost for the Simbin and the the penalty, and then what he would have done in those 10 minutes as well. So he would have made some tackles and, you know, a bit of this, bit of that. So still like him as a pickup. Um, old Jerbo, he's... Let's have a look at his... His break-even was 41, so he's going to make a... He's hit his break-even this week. He'll probably... You you need him to score higher than 50, though. That's the thing. I wouldn't pick him up if he's only going to be scoring around the 50 to 55 mark. Well, with Manly on the front foot and looking good this year, he is in and around these attacks. And he's actually hitting the line hard. I haven't seen him do this in a couple of seasons. And he's finally starting to do it again. So I like the looks of him. Um, He is still ball-playing because everything's going to his brother, but... Um, he's still 618k. He's very cheap for someone who can pump out 55s for fun when he's not getting Simbit. So <laughs> I still like it. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to spend my whole time talking about Jake Chaboyvik. I will also mention Lachlan Croker is Love it. still pumping out some good scores. Played 80, um, even with Carl Lawton in the team. So, Man, he's going to be a keeper. Um, he's, he's honestly getting around the keeper scores. If he keeps mid-50s, I would keep him for the season. Yeah, no, I don't know, but you know what, it is what it is. I mean, he's going to play through Origin, so I'm going to keep him for now. I think most people should if they've got him still. Yeah, I I think that his scores will um, be less during the Origin period because no Turbo and no DCE, and his scores got a lot better when everyone's scores in this team got better when Turbo came in, except for probably DCE, um, because they all suddenly became relevant. So... Wouldn't be surprised if he sort of shits the bed for the next month or so. And because of Turbo's um, injuries, I he doesn't he won't play um, after a game of Origin. So, um, yeah, that's sort of one to watch for Lachlan Croker. If you do see him as a long-term option like yourself, then um, you probably sort of just got to cop the maybe a few um, decreases in price, and then he'll pick back up where he left off round eighteen. Yeah. Maybe. That's fair. Honourable mention but, as well yeah, it's, to it's just... um, Harper as well. They've got a 40 from centre. Um, obviously... Yeah, well, made a shitload of tackles. Made 32 yeah. tackles. That's unreal. That's so he's cool. another centre option that we haven't talked about much. But um, yeah, he's been getting good stats. And in a in an attacking manly squad, he, he looks very good. 
Um, yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, let's get through this because we've been harping on for way too long now. Um, we got Parramatta. <laughs> so um, Papali'i came away with a 60 and Tom Opacek, wow, he looked good for his 54. Um, I think it's very interesting that Papali'i got a 60 and Maddo only got a 40 this week, considering it was the opposite last week, basically. Um it might be the case going forward where one of these guys performs well while the other one doesn't because one of them comes into the middle when Nathan Brown comes off and it's not always the same one each time. It's Well, Papali'i also got a try assist in there and played 10 more minutes than Maddo. Maddo's minutes are the sort of a big talking point Well, that's there. the thing. It's, he, he played um, 80 last week, didn't he, Maddo? So it's, it's yeah. very dependent week to week who gets minutes, who doesn't in this team. It's kind of like Brad Arthur's just playing. Um, he's just playing it by ear, really, seeing how, how they're going, if one needs to be rested, if one can play a bit more. That's basically it. So a um, bit of inconsistency between Papali and um, Madison, I think, for, for the time being. Um, might be a bit risky buying either of them at this point in time. I know Papali has lost a, a decent amount of cash. Um, since Madison's come back and he's still going to keep losing cash. His break-even was 89. Even with his 60, he's going to lose cash. So, um, yeah, one to keep an eye on in the future because I think either of them are probably going to suffer or have inconsistent scores over the next couple of weeks. Um, outside of that, Gutho scored well for a 47. Mahoney's um, got a 46. He's probably coming down in cash now. He was looking like an absolute freak scoring around the 60s, every game for the first couple of rounds, but he started to really drop a bit over the last few weeks, um, especially with a couple of rough games for Para. Um, so he's, yeah, he's uh, losing cash fast. Could be a decent pickup um, around the origin period or post the origin period, um, if as long as his price is right. But outside of those kind of names, um, there wasn't really any like players that were bad that people have maybe like Bryce Moses. Cartwright and Moses. Oh, Moses, sorry, yeah. Um, Moses had a 38. A lot of people have him. He's definitely still a hold, but just didn't have the impact after the tw- first 20 minutes, right? Like the first 20 minutes, he looked good. Him and Gutho were in and about it. They were all over the place. And then from that point in time, didn't really get his hands on the ball that often and didn't really create much. No, it didn't. Didn't really control the game, which, um, you know, a bit underwhelming. Um, but look, it's sort of, again, what you're kind of going to get from Moses, unfortunately. It looks like this year you're going to get a 60-65 one week to a 40 the next. going to upgrade him to oh, the next best option is... No, say he's right. He's probably number two, I'd say. Yeah, see... Or DCE. They're the it, two, right? It's hard, right? right? A DCE is probably the other one um, who I would look at post-Origin. If you if you want to upgrade him, look, you kind of got to upgrade him post-Origin to a DCE or to a Jerome Hughes if you don't like Moses. I, I long, Moses is a long-term keeper in my eyes, but, you know, if you're worried by these scores, they're probably your, next, your, your two best options, I think, unless you see Cameron Munster. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily see him as a, a definite need to, to upgrade, but... He's he's up there amongst the top five, along with your your Fogarty's and your Munsters as well. But I I don't see wasting a trade to go from a Moses to a a Munster or a Hughes or a, a someone like that. I'd say you hold Moses and you try to upgrade someone else to to that kind of a player, so you have that person as like a a bench half that you can bring him if one of them gets injured or something like that. Yeah, I agree. 
Because you want to keep both um, of them, really. If you have a top five of any position, you want to keep them somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Um, look, we've been harping on a little bit, so we'll try and wrap it up here. But um, just want a quick shout out to Tom, you know, the Cardi party. Um, <laughs> you know, not much of a party at all, is it? <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Um, don't listen to Jeez, Tom. That, uh, that kick that he tried to put in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no, definitely wasn't convincing. I was uh, <laughs> I was screaming at my phone when I saw that. Um, yeah. Anyway, less said about that game. But anyway, manly yeah. look, yeah, manly look um, the goods. Yeah, absolutely. First first team since Turbo's been back to keep uh, keep them under thirty points. Good job, Para. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's it for the for round eleven. Um, keen yep. to get into round twelve and see what uh, Origin has in store for round thirteen. Yeah, yeah, very excited for Teamless Tuesday this week. It could be very interesting. Yeah, it will be. Still a lot of injuries. Oh, the, I can't wait to see the Roosters team. It's going to be absolute mayhem. Oh, yeah. Boy. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Moon. Talk to you on Tuesday. Anyway, no worries, mate. Catch you for Teamless Tuesday. Thanks for listening to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday with the Round 12 preview.